I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. What a blessing to be with you. Uh, thinking about the means of radio. I uh, think about a long time ago, some some of the old great men of old. I think about go all the way into Bible days, the Apostle Paul. You know, wouldn't it have been good? Wouldn't it have been good to hear the Apostle Paul speak? Or more than that, hear our Savior uh, speak. Uh, one day we will. But uh, God's blessed to open some doors. By the way, thank you as far as this station is concerned for airing our program here that comes from the offices of Fishers of Men Ministries International here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. I'm sure glad to be with you at this time. The book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 30. Don't have anything fishy for you, but I do have something I'd like to bug you with. We did this with our little five-minute program during the week called The Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book, Proverbs chapter 30, I find four things here that are said to be exceeding wise, and three of them just happens to be bugs. If we ever can help you, please feel free to correspond with us. If you call the station, they'll give you an address whereby you can write to them or to us And uh, after you call them. And then if you'd like to, well, if you have access to a computer, we're just so close there. We're just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That's on the World Wide Web, www.F-O-M-M period O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Then you can kind of all sort of surf around a little bit, find something you'd like to read. And if we can help you, leave us a note there. Would you do that? Uh, We'd be glad to help you in any way. The book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 30. It says there's four things that are little upon the earth, but they're exceeding wise. It mentions the ants, verse 25, the conies, verse 26, the locusts, verse 27, the spider, verse 28. I am intrigued by animals. I'm intrigued by bugs. In fact, years ago, I heard Dr. Harold Seitler preach a message on some dogs I have known, whereby he likens some people into some varieties of dogs. I heard Dr. J. Harold Smith. He has a message on some birds I have known, and he uses, he has a biblical basis for doing so. So why can't I talk about some bugs I have known? There are three of them here. There's the ants, the locusts, and the spider. It is in the Bible. They're used other places also. So why can't I make an analogy there? I'd like to do that. So I'd like to bug you today. Let me, before we get into these three that's here, let me sort of get into the oh, negative side here just for a few moments. There are some people that remind me of bad bugs. You said bad bugs? Oh, yes. Do you know what a roach is? 
Now, a roach is a nasty bug, a dirty bug. All kinds of different types of roaches we even have here in the U.S. I've seen these around the world. I don't care where you go, how cold it gets. It seems as if there is a roach. And he's noted for just something dirty. And it's, of course, it's because they carry all kinds of infections and diseases that's there. They're just dirty bugs. My dad uh, was a commercial fisherman. And as far as he, I say was, he's still alive. But uh, uh, my dad is sort of laid uh, aside physically where he's not able to go down to the sea in ships anymore. But in the cabin of the vessel that he run, he would not allow a roach. Sometimes they'd get on the boat, would come to the dock. And because the dock sometimes and the things that was up and down the docks and the filth that was there and even the rats and them, you know, thinking about jumping aboard the boat and the uh, and the uh, the ants, the roaches would try to do too. And it would take a few days to get them out of the boat. But he just despised them because to him it was just the depth of dirtiness, you know. I've seen people like that. I wouldn't want to be a roach for the devil. You say, what are you talking about? You know, there are people who are dirty in mind and dirty in mouth, and dirty in deed. You know, people like that just about ruined my life. And, uh, and I know I was ruining it myself. I take responsibility for such. But I heard things I wish I'd never heard. In fact, as far as my country is concerned, you can turn on the radio, turn on the TV, look at some of the movies that's around today, and it seems as if we've been infected, infested by roaches. And there's only one way to get rid of them. You said, how are you going to do that? They have to be exterminated. And by the way, literally, this is going to take place in the future as the Lord comes back to this planet and wipes it clean. But I don't want to be a roach for the devil, do you? What about a gnat? G-N-A-T. Just a little irritating little fella. You almost have to take a magnifying glass to find him. He's all head. And as far as the head is concerned, he's 90% teeth. <laughs> he bites. Some of the folk in the north call them no see Gnats just bother you. I've seen them on me so bad as far as fishing and sort of make a haul in a particular area where it was close to the beach and literally to make you scream, you know, just bother you so bad. I don't want to be a gnat for the devil. I'd rather be like this. Let's go. Chapter 30, verse 25. It says the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Now, an ant. There are some things about the ant, my friend that I don't like. As far as an ant is concerned, we have, I have them in my yard. We have fire ants, and my friend, I don't like them. In fact, the way I like them is with their feet sticking up in the air. He said, what do you mean, preacher? I mean dead, double dead, you know. But it says something about the ant here. There's a characteristic that compels me to notice them. It has to do with the word wise. The ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Now, what is that? All right. They're wise because they show great preparation. It says they prepare their meat in the summer. Uh, did, did you hear? It says uh, as far as preparation is concerned, in other words, they would work during the summer, the spring and summer and fall, in preparation for that that would be ahead. And, of course, in the Bible, it takes for granted that there's four seasons, and they're preparing for the winter time when they can't labor, when they cannot work. In other words, they have the future in mind. Do you, Are you listening? The ants. Are you as smart as an ant, my friend? Have you prepared for the future? 
What is the future for you, my friend? Or if you're a Christian, that's taken care of. That's been taken care of by the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, preparation has been made. And it's not that you prepared the way, but you trusted the one that did prepare the way before you. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some of you still. Uh, as far as listening to Old Fisher Munn, you still, you'd have to say, Brother Munn, I still do not know that heaven is my home. Shame on you. Are you not going to be as smart as an ant? Preparation. They've made preparation. And of course, for us, once again, I have to bring you right back to Calvary. There's no preparation outside Jesus Christ. You said, I'm going to try to be good. I'm going to do the best I can. I'll keep the Ten Commandments. It'll never work. You'll never do enough of it to bring peace and satisfaction to your heart. Until you trust Jesus Christ, would you not do that? Would you not do that even today, tonight, this morning? Whatever you listen to this program, I trust Jesus Christ to be my Savior, my friend. That makes you a wise person. You're as wise as an ant. I'm here trying to bug you at this time. It not only mentions an ant, but it also mentions another. It says in verse 27, the locusts have no king. Yet go there forth, go there forth, it says all of them by bands. The locusts, the common form, of course, is the, we would know it as the grasshopper. They're described in Exodus chapter 10, verse 12. And this has to do with one of the plagues that brought destruction to the land of Egypt. Literally stripped Egypt of its greenery. It's an excellent food, by the way. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 22. You said, yuck, yeah, an excellent food. How do you know? I don't know. I've been around the world, third world countries, second world countries, rich countries, poor countries. Never ate a locust or a grasshopper as yet. They said that they're wonderful. I've even seen, I've even seen them in the form whereby they were dipped in chocolate. You know, just I, I know it's delicious because the greatest man on the face of this earth. Of course, it's what Jesus said. His name was John. He ate locusts and wild honey. In the text in verse 27, we learn some things from them. It says, the locusts have no king, yet they go forth all of them by bands. Now, what is that? They don't have a leader, yet they work in harmony, in unity toward some type of common goal. Oh, I tell you what, that's impossible. As far as the Christian in the world, uh, we can't get in the corporation with the world, but we can do so with one another. As far as the home is concerned, you know, the home will never be what it should be. And yes, unless there's unity, cooperation. Are you as smart as a grasshopper? You said, I beg your pardon. Are you getting personal? Oh, yeah, I'm getting personal with you, my friend. Are you as smart as an ant preparing for the future? The time the wrath of God will be poured out on the face of this earth. Are you as smart as a locust in reference to cooperation? It's important to be on the same page. Verse 28, the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. Are you as smart as a spider? I'll be honest with you, most are afraid. Ah, ugly creatures, eight legs, eight eyes, hairy, sometimes thousands of species called arachnids. If you're afraid, you have what's called, and I have had it at times, arachnophobia. Something about their hands. Their hands are busy. Take, uh, they take their abode in a king's palace. Can you imagine this little creepy crawly thing, you know, 
can live in the palace of a king. It has to do with busy hands there, a desire, we think about the eagerness uh, set forward toward uh, a gold, a spider. Am I as smart as a spider, you know? You know, or as dirty as a roach, worrisome as a gnat, my friend. There are all types of others. What about beetles? Beetles are hard. As hard-headed as a beetle. No, I want to be prepared and as industrious as an ant. I want to be united as a locust. I want to inspire as a spider. Surely God's little creatures teach us well. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, the things of God that we cannot see, the Bible says they're clearly seen. It says being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they're without excuse. God's made little creatures to provoke us. An ant, my friend, the grasshopper. Uh, yes, we think about uh, the locusts, the spider, the ants, and many other things that God has made. Concerning the ant, one time the writer here says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. You know, I'm trying to bug you this day. I'm sure not trying to condemn you. Just trying to show you that God's little creatures point us to his direction. And these little creatures, according to verse 24 of Proverbs 24, there be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. Look at these, that you also may be wise. May God make us as smart as an ant, a locust, a spider. Now until next week, this has been Fisher Munn bugging you.